Hello everyone, this is Art Gelwix, and I'd like to welcome you to this episode of Being Productive. Since we're all about being efficient and effective at work and at home, let's get started. So as a follow-up to the previous episode, I thought I'd continue with this analysis of the common writings that are being circulated around the internet as related to productivity, specifically when it comes to dealing with this change of the world that we're dealing with. And anybody who tells you that the world is going to go back to the way it was is kidding themselves and kidding you. Things are going to be different now. To what degree? That is left to be seen. But things will be different. So what I'd like to do is I'm going to start with an article I came across over Digital Trends. It's called, I Love Working From Home Until, or I'm sorry, I Loved Working From Home Until COVID-19 Made It Mandatory. And I'll include a link to the article in the show notes. What's interesting about this is it really highlights an understanding that I've had about the challenge for quite some time. Most people who say they love working from home either A, truly do love working from home and would rather do that than work in an office, or B, have never worked from home full time. And there's a huge difference between, say, working from home on Fridays or every other week or two days a week and working from home five days a week, every week. I did that for a number of years and it requires a different mindset it requires a different mentality. It requires a different level of discipline. And to be thrown into that cold, unprepared, can be really rough for people. They call out in the article, quote, working from home isn't simply about being in your pajamas all day and cocooning yourself from the rest of the world. No, its greatest strengths are freedom and flexibility. The two luxuries that none of us can afford in these times. That to me is a very telling paragraph because if you think about it, that is the key problem that most people are having right now working from home. See, usually when you say you want to work from home, you want that opportunity to say, well, maybe I'll take an hour and a half for lunch today and I can spread my day out a little bit more or I need to run an errand in the morning and then I'll come back and do the rest of the work. If you have a job that allows you to do that, that can be very freeing and very liberating because you're not stuck in the walls of the office from when morning starts to when your day ends. The downside is if you want to do that right now, that's great. You have that flexibility as long as you're doing it at home. All the places that you wanted to run out to, all the little chores that you may have wanted to do, that little bit of extra freedom isn't there outside the walls. So now what you have is you have an office in a home that you don't leave. If you're listening to this podcast, you're probably trying to find ways to be more productive. If so, there's a place for you called the Idea Pump. Now, there's hundreds of articles about productivity, tools, techniques, and strategies to improve your productivity, and they're all available for you on either the web or your mobile device. 
stop over at theideapump.com and find some ideas on how you can do the right things at the right times in the right ways. Remember, it's theideapump.com. If we continue further down in the article, they call out another key point to why people want to work at home versus working in an office and part of the challenge that they're running into. Quote, another reason why people choose to work from home is to escape the cacophony of open offices. Before, all I've heard for hours was the sound of my fingers click clacking away on the keyboard. With everyone from your parents to your kids always at home now, people are much more distracted. That paragraph, again, is very telling on this. Because if we think about it, when we want to work from home, we're trying to get away from the distractions of the office, and yet all those distractions in their alternative forms are locked in the house with us right now. So we're losing that benefit we were searching for. I have been an adamant, adamant opponent to the open office plan for years. I think there are far too many downsides to it for anyone who's trying to get any sort of productive work done. Being able to, for lack of a better term, isolate and focus is critical to many types of work. Honestly, to the type of work I do, I need that ability to lock down and isolate and focus on things at times. Not having someplace to do that can be incredibly stressful. Up until this point, my place to do that was working at home because the office was not a place that was conducive to that type of work. Well, that's gone. Everybody's here. So I don't have an alternative. And many people are feeling that struggle. Now, I'm able to balance it just because of the environment that I live in at home. Many people who are now working from home, who weren't prepared to do that in the first place, are now also dealing with challenges that they weren't expecting. Another part of this article talks about, more importantly, working remotely today is stressful. And trust me, with only the sounds of birds chirping, normal work from home is anything but. A sense of anxiety and fear incessantly looms in the air and the monotony of staring at the same set of walls for days on end has begun to creep into my productivity. With practically no long breaks or vacations to break the fatigue of looking at screens, I feel burned out but have nowhere to go, unquote. It is a huge mental health issue being able to have the opportunity to change venue, to mentally purge and reset yourself and continue to work effectively without feeling put upon, restrained, constrained. And that level of stress can be very, very difficult for a lot of people, including myself. I've been through it. One of the things that I have always told people when I get into conversations about working from home or working at home, when you make that transition, one of the biggest hurdles you run into, and I can't say exactly when you will run into it, but you will, at some point, the desocialization is a roadblock. You're used to dealing with people in an office environment, whether you want to or not, 
you have interactions. You talk to people. You chat with somebody at the coffee station or down in the cafeteria. It's not much. It's not why you go to work. It's not something that's compelling to you. But that interaction is a key part of your psyche at that point. When you are working from home or working at home, the only people you have to have those interactions with are the people living in your home. Now, if you flip that around in a professional environment, these are colleagues. In many cases, you can talk about the work you're doing with those people, which facilitates that process. At home, these aren't colleagues. Many of the people, I would say almost all of us, in most cases, our family members don't totally get what we do. They're not getting paid to do our jobs. They really don't have a desire to talk about your work all day long. So now you've lost that outlet of connection and communication. The only place to have that is inside your own head. This is where a lot of people can struggle with working at home. Now, the upside of this is we've seen a big shift in being able to have people use, say, video technology to be able to see others and interact with others. You set up a webcam and a microphone and a screen, you can pretty much have the same conversation you could have with somebody else in the office. Yeah, it's not exactly the same. You're not in the same physical location. And I get all the details of that. But it's still a lot closer than just sending emails back and forth. So having that connection and that de-stress can be a big aspect to making working at home a key part of it. Being productive can be so much easier if you have people who are looking to accomplish the same goals as you and are there to support your efforts. Come join just such a community over at the Personal Productivity Club. Now it covers a variety of topics, interests, and it's populated by productivity experts and neophytes alike from all around the world. Personal Productivity Club could be that place that helps your productivity elevate to the next level. Stop by at personalproductivityclub.com and join in the conversation and start being productive together. Work-life balance is a term that I hear constantly, I read constantly when we're talking about working at home and working from home. How do you keep proper perspective on daily life versus work life? If you're working in an office, it's not that tough. Well, it is, but it's simpler because there's a clear boundary. You leave your house, you go to the office. That's the bound. That's the first part of the boundary. You come home from work, you leave the office, you come home. Again, boundary. If you're never leaving, quote, your office, or the distance that you have to leave is from your bedroom to the other side of the house, that can really complicate things. Because now it could be 8.30 at night, and it's not too hard to go sit down and do some more work if you feel compelled to do so. It requires the development of a new level of discipline to be able to understand 
that the work of living at home is as important, important as the work that you are being paid to do. You cannot devalue one and overvalue the other without sacrificing. So developing that discipline of understanding, for example, what is your time actually worth? If you put extra time in, are you devaluing your worth? Or are you just getting more stuff done, but not actually getting recognized for doing that? Are you going through and creating a situation where you can end a day? I have a very conscious physical action I do when I am finished working for the day. I turn off my computer. I shut my laptop. That action, that closing of the laptop lid is to me the mental Pavlovian trigger, if you want, to indicate I am done for the day. I'm not going to reopen that device. I'm not going to, unless something critical happens and somebody tracks me down, that's closed. The office is closed at that point. Now, I'm not saying I don't put in more hours. There's no question working at home, I put in more hours than I do physically when I am working in an office, say at a client's site. But I have control over that. I choose to do that. In situations where you're not making that choice, someone else is making that choice for you, you have a greater situation that you have to deal with. Uh, One of the paragraphs in this article talks about, quote, It's difficult and I never feel caught up. Working from home with three kids, all there is is difficult. Specifically with my son who's 10. Ideally, I would love to have help with them and I could go into the office. I definitely could focus more there. That's one of the big things. I, I have to be sincere about this. I don't have little kids at home. All of my children are grown. So for me, working at home is an ideal situation because it's, relatively quiet. I don't get disturbed. I can focus all day. I have an optimal environment. I can, I can't imagine, or at least I can't remember because I did used to do this, what it was like having a bunch of little kids running around and trying to work. You looked at going to work almost as a respite at times to give you a chance to focus. And that has to be taken into consideration. And I'm going to point this one at you managers if you don't take this into consideration when you're helping your people balance their work and their life, shame on you. You need to consider now that home life has as much, if not more of an impact on your team's productivity than what they are actually doing. That's a whole nother episode. I'll get to that later on. Another paragraph in here, quote, for many office goers, remote work has also ended up creating a false impression that they can now be reached at any time of the day and need to work. Many have had to work much longer hours than they used to and take calls late into the night. Okay, I put a stop to this real quick. I ran a schedule prior to this, prior to the the whole COVID thing, where I arrived at the office at seven and I finished my day up at three. That was my day. After the three o'clock time period, I basically didn't do anything. 
I may have checked one or two emails just to be sure that I wasn't caught off guard the next morning, but there was no concerted effort of doing work. Working at home, that went out the window. Matter of fact, I have to admit, I did it just today. Started my day at 6.30. Last night, I didn't end my day till almost 8. Was that really a problem for me? No, I chose to do that. I was not being compelled to do that. But if you're in a situation where management is saying, you need to be available all the time now because you're available all the time, that's not acceptable. That goes back to the whole, what's your time worth kind of mindset. You've got to do the math and figure out if you're being paid a salary and you're supposed to be working 40 hours a week and they're still measuring you on an hourly basis at that point, which is again, whole nother episode. The more hours you put in, the less you are technically getting paid. You've got to have that control and you have to have that conversation with management. And if management is willing, unwilling to understand that, it might be time to start looking around. Just saying. So let's keep going through this article. Uh, another section here, which kind of got me started on another area. Quote, all of which makes me wonder, are these mandatory work from home orders marring remote works reputation? And could they potentially do more harm than good if the lockdown grinds on for another few weeks? The answer is complicated. On the one hand, companies are better equipped now to handle a remote workforce. But on the other, the pandemic has painted a rather grim picture for the work from home life, which likely won't sit well, I believe, with most people. To restore their previous lives and put an end to the chaos that they are experiencing, it's clear a lot of employees will prefer to return to their offices. I was doing so well with this article until I hit that paragraph and then I ground to a halt because to me, that's being as negative as you can get. The solution to this is relatively simple. And that's to say, okay, I am going to be working from home full time. Period. Full stop. What do I have to do at home to make that work? That exercise has to happen. Companies have entire departments who are focused around facilities and planning and layout. Well, you're your own department now. You have to think about this as running your own little company. And I tell people all the time, think about it as Your Name, Inc. Your job is dependent on how you do it and the environment that you do it in. You have to dedicate some time, some effort, and some thought around how do I make my environment optimal to be able to do this? I've seen people where they go through and they isolate a room, they isolate a section, they get noise-canceling headphones. I've even seen people that have a shed put up in the backyard and have electric run to it, so they have basically a mini office outside. I'm not saying go to that extreme. Pretty cool if you do, but you don't have to. The core, though, is you have to commit to doing this. If it's just going to be an occasional thing, then you are going to always be beholden on the facilities and the materials and the resources that are provided to you by your employer. If, however, you take ownership of this situation, and a lot of companies will tell you, even the company I work for tell you, you are responsible for your own career. Well, this is part of it. 
If you want to be responsible for the job that you're able to do, take ownership of it and say, how can I set this up to make my work more pleasant to do? And if that requires doing some rearranging and set up in the house, then do that. Do whatever you have to do to make things better. But don't just assume that when this is, quote, all over, and again, that's up for debate, you're going to be able to go back into an office environment that works the exact same way. It's not going to happen. Requirements are going to be different. Restrictions are going to be different. Just the way of life is going to be different. Thanks for listening today. If you found this interesting and useful and you'd like to hear more, make sure you subscribe to Being Productive on the podcast app of your choice so you never miss an episode. We'd also love it if you'd become a supporter of the show by using the link in the show notes. Also, please like and share this and other episodes so we can help as many people as possible in being productive. Thanks again, and we'll catch you next time.